Nationwide protests took place recently in the country of Greece, specifically in the capital city of Greece, drew the attention worldwide. Now, mainly due to the incident regarding a passenger train collided with a freight train and which caused more than 57 innocent lives and more people were injured during the incident. Now, at this moment, despite the apology from the current Prime Minister of Greece, the citizens, particularly the younger generations, cannot forget and will not forgive what happened to those 57 innocent lives. Now, here's the question we need to understand, or we should ask, is it more than just a collision? Is it really just a simple transportation accident? Or there's something much deeper behind this incident? Well, so that's why in this episode, we need to address what happened in Greece, and also let's dig deeper regarding what happened in this country. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to invite our distinguished speaker. Again, if you follow our show, you should be familiar with Tom Lord, and who is a researcher and writer focused on political violence and armed conflict, and mostly in Europe and the Middle East. And of course, majority of the time that Tom wrote uh, numerous articles focused on Greece, Turkey, and the Balkans. Well, brother, and welcome back to The Missing Piece. Thank you, Will. It's a pleasure to be back on, and it's a pleasure to speak with your audience. Well, Tom, let's get to the question right away. Again, as we mentioned before, recently the protests that took place in the capital city of Greece drew the attention uh, worldwide. At the beginning, everyone thought it was very simple, just a transportation accident Again, going back to the point, is the train collided with each other. But even though the prime minister apologized the numerous times, but meanwhile, the citizens will not let go what happened. So help us to understand why is this so important to the country? And what is the message behind the apology from the prime minister? So as you said, Will, uh, at the beginning of this month, a passenger train, uh, the national train system in Greece is called Hellenic train. A passenger train collided head on with a freight train killing 57 people, injuring dozens more. It was one of the biggest transportation disasters in the Western world. Mm. Um, and the, 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 the collision itself drew the attention of the world I think more so than the protests did because Greece has a very robust protest culture. Greeks mm. are literally in the streets every single day protesting something or other. They have much to protest about. And they have a... Uh, Greece is an interesting country because it doesn't seem like there is any exhaustible end to the mass mobilization in Greece, whether it's farmers protesting agricultural policy in the country, whether it's transit workers calling a general strike. Now, this just happened on Wednesday. It was because of the, the, the train collision, but it happens rather frequently because mm. of working conditions and compensation and other things like that. So the Greeks are able to get people out into the streets. It's something they're very good at. Um, and they just have a very broad, robust protest and demonstration culture. Uh, now, the reason they're not, the reason, okay, not only was the train collision particularly egregious, losing 57 people in 
such a horrific accident mm. and something so preventable is going to piss a lot of people off. What the Greeks are particularly mad about, the current government under Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis is the party New Democracy, Neo Demokratia. Mm. They have basically been in party, in, in power, for most of the 21st century. Now, intermittently, you've had a far-left radical party called Syriza, the coalition of the radical left. They're like built up of 17 different radical left-wing movements, and PASOK, which is the center-left party that's been in power, but there's discernibly little difference between PASOK and New Democracy to the average Greek in terms of how they've run the country, especially from the financial crisis to the present. So you have this you have this egregious train crash, and Kyriakos Mitsotakis and all, all of his folks in power and New Democracy and even PASOK, they all... You know, a, a operator, an mm. operator on the train line has been charged criminally. Now, I think two to three other people are also facing criminal charges and long prison sentences for their negligence on the rails. The prime minister comes out and says, "Oh, this was this could have been preventable." You know, had had had, had, had these measures been in place, A, B, and C, uh, you, you know, this this was totally preventable. What? It turns out is that regardless of whether it's PESOC or New Democracy, mm. the party in power criminally underinvests in the country. And mm. they know that there are these huge uh, uh, gaps in infrastructure and safety um, and all of this. And they, 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 you know, they could have made an annual budget for it and they could have put money back into it. Uh, you know, the train operator is not a private company, like here in the United States, everyone's very pissed off over a derailment in Ohio, mm. uh, East Palestine. Well, there it's the case that it's a private train operator and the train company was not putting any money into the rails. Here, the train is run by the federal government. So the federal government hasn't been doing its job for 20 years. And when something inevitably goes catastrophically wrong, they then just point the finger at some dude, you know, some random dude who probably was asleep at the wheel or, you know, wasn't doing his job, but they think that that's going to fix the entire thing. And it's like, well, no, if the government hasn't been investing in the rails, rail safety and rail infrastructure, it's your fault. And so mm. that's why the people are pissed. And at its peak, 40,000 Greeks mobilized in the streets of Athens to express their anger prior to that. In days prior to that, uh, Greeks have been out on the streets clashing with the standing riot police force called the Matzidis, the Mat, um, and the motorcycle police. Um, and there's tremendous anger in the country. Well, Tom, again, I really appreciate this insights. Of course, based on the social media reports, it's clearly to see and agree with you that we have seen footages one after another that the average citizens got so violent with the police on the street. You know, on one hand, it's understandable that the citizens are trying to use their emotions and drive out their frustrations. But on the other hand, lost this 57 innocent lives. It cannot be forgiven that easily. But I want to go back to the article and read something to you directly from the prime minister. And I quote, as the Prime Minister, I owe everyone, but above all, to the relatives of the of the victims, a big story, both personally, in the name of all those who ruled the country for years, 
but help us to understand again when we talk about democracy when we talk about such incident it's not just a random transportation accident so from your perspective how much do you think the citizen are going to buy into the words from the prime minister and also how much does it hurt the credibility of the prime minister because of what happened to this train collision that's a wonderful question. Greece has elections coming up in April of this year, uh, and the election environment for Kyriakos Mitsotakis and his new democracy party is going to be incredibly precarious. Mm. It's highly unlikely that new democracy, given the way that they've governed the country since their mandate, is, is, is going to win an outright victory in the 300-seat parliament. Um, it's more likely that they're going to have to build a coalition of some kind. Now, that could go a few different ways. And if new democracy does well, maybe it'll be a new democracy PASOK coalition, you know, center left, center right, something like that. But yeah, uh, Mitsotakis is in a politically precarious position. The train collision couldn't have come at a worse time for him, mm. politically speaking. Um, and and that, that is not to negate the 57 lives that were lost which is horrific. But for him, it's really much more of a political thing. I don't think the people are buying it. He hasn't done very well since uh, since he, he took office, um, and he's not terribly popular. Uh, and there are a number of issues upon which this has mounted. So what you saw before the general strike on Wednesday in which 40,000 people were amassed in the streets, what you saw was very dramatic footage of Molotov, Molotov cocktails exploding, the police, uh, you know, throwing um, uh, crowd control munitions and tear gas into crowds and uh, angry young folks, mostly dressed up in black, clashing with the police uh, and the motorcycle police attacking various demonstrations. Now, the, the train collision is uniquely horrific it's mm. it's it's in, in very modern greek history it's one of like the worst things anyone can remember and i'm talking in the last 10 or so years greece has gone through quite a bit of trauma but it's mounted on the back of other issues so i mentioned that greece had already has naturally quite a large mass mobilization in the center of athens the capital city of greece there is a downtown neighborhood called exarchia exarchia has been an enclave for anti-authoritarian types going back 50 plus years and uh, i'm talking about socialist marxists and most recently uh you know in the last 30 plus years anarchists um left-wing and post-left anarchists mm. the, the neighborhood is it's, it's a beautiful place it's it's bohemian it, it has it has the polytechnic university on which in the zografu campus also in athens there was a terrible massacre in 1973 it was an undemocratic government at the time, ruled by a military junta. The junta cracked down on a student uprising, and it led to the death of dozens. Now, that memory has never faded from Greece, and it is embedded, it is absolutely embedded in the fabric of the neighborhood of Exarchia. Well, Exarchia, having always been a hotbed of radical activity, and in the downtown of Athens, very near, you know, within eyeshot of the Acropolis, uh, it, it has been re-energized. So the Mitsotakis government is trying to subdue the neighborhood. They, they want to get rid of the squatted buildings. They want to get rid of the anarchists. They want to get rid of, you know, the nightly, 
every single night in Athens and Thessaloniki, every mm. single night. There are anarchists out on the street throwing Molotovs and rocks at the MAP police, who are, again, the standing riot force. There are police in olive green fatigues with white helmets and gas masks, shields, and they are constantly on the corners protecting, for instance, political offices like that of Pesach. And every single evening, you have running skirmishes between them and uh, anti-authoritarian militants, who are mostly of anarchist persuasion. And so Mitsotakis wants to totally wipe all this out. He wants to wipe all of it out, and he wants to gentrify the Exarchian neighborhood. That's centered around a project where they're building a new metro station for the Athens underground subway. And they're building a new metro station right in the center of Exarchia Square. They're also developing one of the largest green spaces in Athens, which is called mm. Streffy Hill. Uh, and, and they're going to redevelop this hill. Well, the hill is an open park and it's beloved by the community. And it, they're not going to go without a fight. And the fight is happening right now and it's been happening. It looks unfortunate. I will say unfortunately, not because I'm taking a side in this, but because I happen to know Exarchy is a beautiful neighborhood and it's best left as is and i hate redevelopment and i hate gentrification they aggravate me unfortunately it looks like the government is winning the metro battle but not without great fight so the train collision happens and you already have large mass mobilization you already have a underground urban guerrilla scene and by this i mean mm. in addition to the anarchists who are out throwing molotov cocktails at the police every night you have an underground militant scene that is well-developed, goes back 50 years plus, 50 plus years, uh, and they bomb shit at night. You know, they, they, they drop improvised explosive devices in front of uh, often, most often soft targets. So like the home of a politician or, you know, beneath a, the vehicle, of, you know, beneath the wheel well of, let's say, an Amazon delivery van or something like that. And they detonate them and they blow them up. And they're, they, that is a frequent occurrence as well. And Greece has a dearth of urban guerrilla groups. So, yeah, piggybacking on top of what is already kind of a soft conflict within Greece, uh, you get a disaster like this. And as I said, the Greeks have no problems mobilizing mass segments of society, getting them out in the streets. And they have a lot to be pissed off about. I mean, several mm. years after the end of the financial crisis, you know, unemployment is still sky high in Greece. Wages are down, cost of living is up, and there's incredible corruption and mismanagement within the government. Well, Tom, again, as we mentioned before, when we talk about the country of Greece, first of all, it's universally understood that this country is famous for its tourism. As a matter of fact, tourism industry, it's seen as one of the motivations to boost the local economy. But I want to go back to this real system. Again, according to the latest number, that Greece's real system consistently ranks among the continent's most dangerous despite receiving, here's the number, 700 million dollars in modernizing money from the European Union over the past two decades. You know, it's interesting that when we look at this significant number, again, brother, $700 million, that's not a small piece of cake. 
So which means Greece, for the real system, they have the full capability and they have the financial incentive to shape up the infrastructure, to actually make changes regarding the real system. So brother, from your perspective, why has the government not done anything to prevent such accident? Again, we're looking at 57 innocent lives and we're looking at the reputation of the country. It's on the line right now. So help us to understand why not the government has not done anything effective in order to prevent it. Is it because the political reasons or is there anything delayed this infrastructure shape up? This is a brilliant point you make, Will, especially in the context of Greek tourism and the European Union and financial incentives. Yeah, tourism is hands down Greece's biggest industry. I mean, Greece has a big shipping industry and a few others, but the tourism, people come to Greece because it's beautiful and, mm. and they know it and it has a great history. And this is why people come there. It's, per, it's particularly jarring that the national railways are in the shape that they're in and that they are so dangerous. People, for instance, don't very often take the Athens line north up the uh, up Attica through Larissa and into Macedonia and into Thessaloniki. They'd rather just hop on a Aegean Air, you know, plane out of out of uh, Eleftherios Airport and take the hour trip up to Thessaloniki. They'd rather do that. But elsewhere in Europe, people get around by rail. Mm -hmm. Now, Greece, of course, has some geographical challenges it is a country of mountains and islands which is why it's it's which is largely why it is rather ungovernable mm. I mean, you, you know quite well the two most difficult geographies to govern ask anyone in the philippines an archipelago of islands it's like impossible to collect taxes in such a place and a mountainous place um is also difficult greece is both so greece is a little unruly and that has a great deal to do with why greece is the way it is however the modern government is incredibly corrupt and has badly mismanaged the country. You have a, a vastly swollen public sector mm. uh, that is way too many public employees, some of whom have not shown up for a day of work in 30 years and are still collecting a salary. Like, you know, this wow. is, it's just a, it's a symbolic job. Now, the Greek government did quite a bit to fix that and clean it up after the major financial crisis. You know, this is 2009 through 2012, 2013, you know, when things were really bad. The government did quite a bit to clean all of that up, but not enough. Uh, and, the, you know, the rail disaster is just indicative of it. Like anyone who's ever been to Greece outside of a purely tourist capacity, if you've just been there to go see Santorini and you enjoyed the islands and had a great time, well, then you only saw the resort side of it. But anytime who, anyone who's gotten in the fabric of modern Greece realizes it as lovely as it is, as beautiful as it is, and as awesome and incredible and, and amazing as the people are, it's a rickety ass country. It's mm. it's mismanaged, man. It's like everything's falling apart. It, the whole goddamn thing is falling apart. It's all held together with duct tape. You have countless buildings, you know, beautiful, historic, architecturally significant buildings in Athens, which are covered in scaffolding and nets and shit. And, and you'll ask a local Greek, oh, uh, you know, is the government or is a private owner renovating that building? And the local will say, no, all that shit is just there to keep it from falling apart. It's literally mm -hmm. crumbling. And the government doesn't have any money 
to, to fill it. So they're just sticking their thumb in the dike, right? And mm. keeping the leak from 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 creating a much larger fissure, you know, in the edifice. Mm. That's Greece. And it's sad um, because it is such a beautiful place. But yeah, the country's kind of falling apart. And, and the government wastes its, wastes its time on cosmetic uh, programs and initiatives, such as the Exarchia metro station, which is, by the way, totally unnecessary. Exarchia is within walking distance from the Ammonia Square metro station. So it's punitive. They're cracking down on the far left and the post left, and it's cosmetic. And rather than fix the real serious issues which require you know a deep you know a, a, a drilling down into some real serious problems the government would rather just throw up some plaster and a new coat of paint and say hey look what we did vote for us again and that's what you have going on in greece well again brother i want to continue to follow up with the prime minister's reaction as soon as this accident um took place Again, this is another soundbite, and I want to um, get your reaction on this, and I quote, This is what the words from the Prime Minister, he said, We have told every government about these issues, but we have not found open years. Thus, we came to this tragic accident, and I don't want tears and blood on the tracks. Again, Tom, as you mentioned before, Greece is going to hold up another election very soon. Now, help us to understand, despite the fact that 400,000 people are protesting on the streets on a daily basis, but meanwhile, if there's an opportunity to reshape the government, or if there's an opportunity to pick another leader for the country, what are some of the specific criteria or topics that, uh, that seem more attractive to the voters in Greece today, and believe me, it's not just about economy. I think at this moment, we need to look beyond the issue or beyond the economy. We need to look for something else so that the country will be restored back in good shape. What do you think, brother? I'm not adroit enough of a political analyst to say which direction the elections are going to go in April. What, mm. what, what's interesting is that after the center left and the center right kind of bungled the financial crisis, Greece elected a far left radical party that is Syriza, Sinaspimos, Rizos Pasti, Kisaristaras, the Coalition of the Radical Left. Sinaspismos, mm. uh, excuse me, Coalition of the Radical Left. They're led by a man named Alexis Tsipras, who still punches way above his weight uh, politically. He's, he's, he's a very influential and powerful guy. Doesn't seem that Greeks really took to Syriza's four or five year mandate though. Uh, you know, they had their shot and then Greece swung back the opposite direction. They went to the center, the center right mm. um, and even the far right. So uh, I'm not sure how this will all bode for Mitsotakis, but he personally is not very popular and his party hasn't done a very good job. They, they, they haven't made any significant gains for Greece people since Greek people since they've been given their, their mandate. You mentioned, this is fascinating, you mentioned the 700 million USD that Greece has recently been injected with from Brussels, the European Union. Greece is woefully dependent on foreign credit 
and mm. foreign direct investment, uh, they, 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 they are absolutely dependent upon it. They're absolutely dependent upon it. Um, and they've, you know, they've had a couple of, of, of rough years agriculturally. Tourism has been really battered by the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, you know, there's a variety of issues going on and, and Greece has a hard time standing up on its own two feet. So uh, politically, the train collision, how this is going to affect things, it's probably going to bode very badly for, for new democracy, but it would have it would have been bad for whatever party is in power. This is a long running issue mm. and it really strikes, it, it goes to the very heart of what is wrong within Greek society politically and how mismanaged the country is. Yeah. And, mm. and it's, it's, it's badly mismanaged. And I don't know if I satisf satisfactorily answered your question. I apologize. No, indeed, brother. Again, I want to wrap up our conversation by going back to the word called new democracy. And again, we were looking at the word or look at the concept of democracy. The entire world is standing at the crossroads. Everyone is paying attention to the war in Ukraine on social media. Everyone is also talking about this possible new Cold War between China and the U.S. Of course, that more countries are gearing up for election. For example, you know, again, we're looking at this upcoming election in Greece and also in Turkey. But again, brother, you are the expert when we talk about this armed conflict and we look at the war in the practical sense. So again, help us to understand since this country of Greece is gearing up for another election and also this country is in devastated by the economic jeopardy, how much do you think, going back to the point, what happened to this train collision could actually hurt the reputation of the country and also, how could other countries learn from what happened to Greece? Again, we look at this incident, 57 innocent lives were lost in this train collision. What is the world learning today when we look at such transportation accident like what happened in Greece? I love this. Like Americans are so dorky and we're so bad at history. I love There's this myth and Americans say, Ah, oh, Greece should should be such a robust democracy because that's where democracy comes from, right? Ancient Greece. Well, yes, dummies, but but Greece, modern Greece, is a very young democracy. Mm. Greece as a country has lived under totalitarian authority through the Byzantines, through the Ottoman Empire. They fought a revolution. It was incredibly bloody and it was ethnically motivated largely. And then when, when, when Greece finally gained independence from the Ottoman Empire, they've not had very much success at democracy. In the 20th century alone, there have been something like five bloody military coups d'etat in, in, in Greece. Uh, one, of, one of the reasons that Greece has such high mass mobilization and people are out on the streets all the time is that the parliament of the streets, that is... The, you know, going out there and voicing your your opinion with a rock or a Molotov cocktail or or even just a, a loudspeaker and a sound and a sign is to many Greeks more effective than voting for the 300 seat parliament. Uh, they, they see their government as clownish. Many Greeks see their government as ineffective, clownish and corrupt, and they're not mm. wrong about that. So democracy is terribly imperfect in Greece. 
as 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 to how the train collision will affect Greece's reputation, especially among other Western democracies, it will not. It simply already adds to it. Nobody who's been watching Greece for the last 20 years was surprised by the train collision. They were just saddened by it. Mm. It's a tragedy. It's awful that 57 people died. It sucks. But no one, no one who's been watching Greece should be surprised by such a thing, which is sad. I mean, Greece has ferries sink in the middle of the Aegean, you know, uh, and other catastrophes and shit like this, because like I said, the country is, and this is coming from a person who loves Greece unequivocally and next to the United States more than any other country in this world. Mm. I love it, but it's held together with duct tape and glue. And that's sad. Uh, the elections coming up are going to be, really fascinating mm. and if you look just over the eastern mediterranean there's another very important country that has elections coming up which is turkey and turkey and greece are of course in constant contest with one another now one is a country of 90 million people the other is a country of a tiny little country of 8 million people so it's, it's maybe 9 million people but difficult to compare the two uh militarily economically all of these things Greece and, and, and Turkey are currently locked in a cold conflict, and it could get hot very soon, actually. The Turks fly F-16 uh, multi-role you know, jets over Greek islands every single day. They fly Bayraktar TB-2 drones, you know, unmanned aerial vehicles over, over Greek airspace. They constantly violate Greek airspace. The two countries have naval you know, incursions and Coast Guard duels with one another. The Greeks say that the Turks are pushing Arab uh, and other uh, refugees and economic migrants toward Greek islands purposefully. The Turks say that Greeks um, deter those boats and push those boats back into Turkish territory against the United Nations uh, 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 UNHCR conventions, uh, High Council on Refugee conventions. Um, and so the, and both countries have elections that are coming up and they're going to be around the same time. Greece, Greece is set to, Greeks are set to go to the ballot in early April. Looks like the Turks might go to the ballot mid, late April. Um, and, and the two countries' internal politics are largely dependent upon bilateral relations between Greece and Turkey. So that's another aspect. But in terms of how the train collision has affected both the upcoming elections, well, it's just made an unpopular guy, that is Kyriakos Mitsotakis, more unpopular. Um, and yet his goofily named New Democracy Party. Um, democracy is very imperfect in Greece, and it has a lot of way to go. And I, I am by no means wagging the finger as an American because democracy is also ridiculous and crumbling and falling apart in my country. And I understand that. I get it 100%. But yeah, uh, this meme as Greece as the birthplace of democracy. Yeah, that's true. But then thousands of years of autocratic governments uh, succeeded that invention of democracy. And that's where we are in Greece today. The train collision has really just been a cherry on top of the icing and everyone's like, you know, anybody who watches Greece seriously is like, yeah, of course this happened there. Uh, the, the, the government just 
neglects everything that does not immediately contribute to their power and reputation. Mm. And that's why the average Greek citizen is red hot, livid, pissed, and they're right to be. Well, brother, again, looking back to what happened to um, all those 57 innocent lives, and of course that our prayers and thoughts go to the families of the victims, and we hope that they're able to recover from the loss. And meanwhile, it's rather tragic to see that how the government ignored the safety cautious uh, uh, precautious steps and of course this is really really a good reminder help everyone to understand that when we have the voice and it's crucial that we need to voice our opinions and we need to voice our freedoms and hunger in equality of course all kind of matters well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to speak to Tom Lord. And again, um, I mentioned Tom many times during our previous episodes. And Tom is a researcher and also is a writer focused on political violence and armed conflict. And he's the co-founder with Lucas Weber for MilitantWire.com and where he works as an editor and regular contributor. Of course, Tom is holding his favorite friend, which is Jimmy. And we always welcome Jimmy back to the show. But again, brother, thank you so much for taking your time to be on the show and help us to understand this complication of what happened in Greece. And also, we love to invite you back on the show as we continue to follow this upcoming election uh, for this country and also all the matters around the world. So, so thank you so much for doing this, brother. <laughs> 